Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Congressman Gallagher. Hey, how are you? Good. How about you, sir? Fantastic. So tell us what is on, what are you fired up about? I know you were, uh, you, I, I was reading that an article that say you want to arm Taiwan to the teeth. Why is that? Well, I think the, uh, the Biden administration's defense strategy is misguided. It's naive. It's what they're calling integrated deterrence. And the basic idea is that you can rely more heavily on soft power and unproven technology and thereby rely less on conventional hard power. Um, the problem with this approach, or at least one of the problems, is that it failed quite spectacularly in Ukraine. In Ukraine, we relied solely on the threat of sanctions uh, and what Secretary Blinken called relentless diplomacy in order to deter Vladimir Putin. He ignored those threats, invaded, and now we have a very complicated situation on our hands. To me, the lesson is clear. In order to deter authoritarians from uh, aggression, you need to put hard power in their path. And that is certainly true in Taiwan. The optimistic side of this is that we have learned, and the bravery of the Ukrainians has demonstrated, that at a relatively low cost, armed with anti-ship missiles, armed with other asymmetric capabilities, you can have a massive impact on a numerically superior force. The problem is if deterrence fails in Taiwan as it did in Ukraine, it's going to be very difficult to resupply Taiwan's, which is why we need to arm them now in order to prevent the outbreak of a massive conventional conflict that would potentially draw us and China into fighting each other. It is a far less costly uh, option than allowing deterrence to fail again. Right. But the Biden administration is very confusing because at one point they said the sanctions were to deter an invasion. Then they said, no, it was never meant to be. So, I mean, it's just you don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, Congressman, well, they're, they're lying about that. Sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, Congressman, this, this is Rudy Washington. You know, I, what bothers me about all of this is if that uh, if we were still energy independent, we could backstop Europe and we, they wouldn't have to be spending nine hundred million dollars a day with Russia to get oil. Uh, we could have cut Russia off from oil and we could have backstopped them uh, and been in a much stronger position. And you're right. Um, China needs to look at Taiwan and if they figure they got to pay a big price, a very big price, um, they may not do it. Uh, and we need to basically organize the world uh, so that if China does that, well, guess what? Heavy sanctions will be dropped on them, not just from the United States, but globally. And we'll hurt them financially. You're absolutely right. Congressman, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. What I'm troubled about is I think the Chinese are learning the mistakes of Russia, and they're trying to figure out how to anticipate getting around sanctions or, or military options. They're using this as a case study. What do you say? I agree with that. You know, I also think it would be a mistake just to assume that the world is going to unite with a sort of economic sanction strategy similarly to what we've seen in Russia, because there are so many more people around the world, and particularly in the United States, that are far more economically dependent 
on China or funds exposed to the Chinese market than on Russia. I mean, we're talking about, about orders of magnitude more economic power in China. And so I think you'll have a lot of people that will counsel any administration to do the opposite, which is not to attack them economically, which is why it's so important for us to put hard power in Xi's path. As to your comment, uh, the previous comment about energy independence, I couldn't agree more. I do think this is the, the weakest link in our strategy now, the Biden administration has learned nothing about how counterproductive their war on domestic energy production and on domestic fossil fuels has been. And it's not just that, you know, people in my district in Green Bay, Wisconsin, are paying over $4 a gallon for gas, which is a massive increase. It's well, wait till you see next week's price. Yeah, it, 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 it was a massive geopolitical gift we gave to Vladimir Putin. And we still have not unleashed the full power of American and, domestic And Congressman, production. we're making the Saudis zillionaires again. Exactly. 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 It's, um, you know, the, the, I think a lot of people focused on high-profile decisions like canceling Keystone Pipeline, which was a terrible mistake, some other rhetoric and, and the obsession, the constant obsession with climate change. But just think of all the, the – what it does to put – climate radicals in FERC to control the regulatory process for approving new energy infrastructure. Think about the cost of uh, inserting ESG requirements into a lot of federal government regulation. All of this is acting like a blanket on our domestic energy production, and we're missing a massive opportunity, as you said, to help our European friends wean themselves off of their dependence on Russian energy. I don't think I'd say is that we're looking at at the Europeans thinking, how could they have gotten themselves into this position where they're so dependent on Russia? Well, they're, well, they're, they're we're dependent similar, on Russia. We're, but I would argue we're in a similar position with respect to China. Now, it's not for energy, but it is for the manufacturing of critical technology. Chips, chips, we chips. Chips. Pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. Exactly. And now and exactly. now and then they want to do it and baby car formula. batteries. Car batteries. Uh exactly. Congressman, we're exactly. out of time. We're gonna go to a break. But Congressman uh, uh Gallagher, thank you so much. And we're gonna have you on again real soon, maybe for the weekend, and we'll get to be, talk longer. Look look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman Mike Gallagher. Thank you so much. Let's go to a break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking to Rocco. Alastair Turner, about electricity in New York, uh, about heating oil. People are as mad as hell, and they can't take it anymore. Let's go to that break.